Welcome to the Women's School. Maddie here joining us in this very um, privileged moment. <laughs> That's what I've been calling it in history, where we're waking up to a new world as a mom, as entrepreneurs, as families, and the world shifted overnight. Absolutely. And today we're going to talk about how we cope in, with those shift and what this moment looks like and what I think our opportunity is. But first, uh, Maddie, could you give us a little bit about your background, where you are, and just a little bit about yourself? Definitely. Thank you for including me, January. It's such a you know privilege to chat with you like this. And um, wherever we are, I think that this is a moment where we have to shine a little brighter. The lights that we all have been given, uh, we all have to be light for each other. And um, for me, my journey did start about eight years ago when I was had just one child um, and I had a full-blown career in New York City. And um, I found myself um, completely stretching in every direction with very few boundaries when it came to family, to um, my own self-care habits at the time. I felt like self-care was selfish. That was like my, in the back of my mind, I had guilt about taking time for myself. And I was just go, go, go with my career and starting a family. And lo and behold, exhaustion, burnout, kind of like completely the hitting um, rock bottom. And um, from that came a new vision for my life, a new career path. And I studied health coaching. Mm -hmm. I was determined. I, I saw all around me, women like me, that have been given all these messages. You can do it all. You have to do it all. And along the way, we're losing ourselves. And we literally... Um, are kind of getting like strung out on what we feel our cultural expectations are for women. So I guess I was a living example of that. But what I did with it and the privilege that I have to be with you today, um, I became a health coach. I'm a self-care advocate. Um, I have a tagline, radical self-care for radical service. Wow. And I coach hundreds of women that to help them to embrace a more fulfilled and um, grounded version of themselves because that's what the world needs. Mm -hmm. It does mean saying no to certain things and it might mean like major career shifts like I did. Um, it might mean, you know, fighting some of the messages that we might hear in the culture um, of what women have to do or sacrifice for their goals. So here I am and I'm grateful. How many children later? <laughs> Yes, that's right. I have four children now, and um, I absolutely love coaching women through the postpartum and the pregnancy. I mean, January, you are amazing because when I see women, you know, when you have the ability to model a beautiful business for your children, like my children understand what I do and why I do it, and I get to do a lot of it in the home with them. So a privilege and thank you for letting me introduce myself. No, you're most welcome. Well, so, um, you know, my audience has my background, so I'm just going to kind of roll here now. Um, what have you, you know, in, in context of our current culture, which is literally in a week, it shifted. I wouldn't say current. It's like dramatic shift of the world, you know, yes. sort of really being at pause with a lot of uncertainty. How would you... Um, coach women to manage the transition that, um, you know, even outlining a few of those um, tips and real practical tools to really be in command of their mind during the season of uncertainty and chaos in some ways. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. I know we spoke about this earlier this week of just 
having to come back to um, a very grounded place and letting, like you talked about the chaos a little bit. And a lot of us are experiencing a little inner chaos and that's normal because of change and transformation. Um, and for me, I know that the tools that I try to share with women is self-care is not just, um, you know, getting your nails done, which isn't even an option to us. Many of us, know, you know, salons are closed. Um, it's something so much deeper. It's about understanding who you are and what you were created for. And I do believe at this moment that a lot of people are taking that deeper journey in themselves. And I know for me, you know, I coach women journaling every day is key right now. Maybe reading the news isn't a form of self-care. Maybe you need to put the news aside for a moment and journal and speak with your loved ones. Maybe you need to, you know, figure out who is my tribe of support. Who are those people that are a text message away from me that, that I can turn to when I'm feeling really um, stuck or stressed and um, definitely like you talked about, you know, this, the world is changing so much and we're changing with it. Um, and I think that a lot of our habits are changing because of how we've been forced to, you know, embrace being at home more. Um, but it's a, it's also an opportunity. So I think that living each day with a little more intention and saying, what are the things I can do for myself every day? Um, we all know those people that are coming from a place of peace and um, support right now. And we want those people in our life. And we all want to be that person too. And it's not going to necessarily happen if we're just um, running around, you know, literally like, fo you know, following the headlines or um, for me, I mean, I try to keep my house tidy, but if I'm just constantly cleaning up after my four children, that's not necessarily going to let me at the end of the day say, this was a day well lived. I need to be exploring the vision I have for myself, for the future. What does this mean for us? And I need to get out and walk maybe for my mental health, or, you know, I'm sure I want to hear your tips as well. I want to hear some of the things that you're doing as a busy mother during this. Well, I, um, you know, it really took me, I think this week was a week of recalibration. And in the woman's school, we talk about recalibration as a language of transition and yeah. that we have to give ourselves permission to walk into those places of fear and anxiety, temporary anxiety to move us into action. And that's what recalibration means. And so I really had to walk through, mm -hmm. you know, I trained it. I train women for a living and I've done it for 20 years, but I am remain a student of my work because mm -hmm. I find that every situation requires a new woman, which requires new growth. And I think that's, you know, I kept pondering, Maddie, I, I, in prayer, I kept thinking, who am I called to be in this season? Like, what is the profound privilege in this season? Mm -hmm. And how do I prepare to be that woman? And that's what I kept thinking that in this season, more than ever, our leadership is needed. Mm. And so we have to actually take 20 steps back yes. and saying, who have I become? And who am I going to choose to be? You know, mm -hmm. crisis actually means a turning point. And I think in this moment of crisis, we have a choice to rise or to despair. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's a time of contradiction. I think it's mm-hmm. a time of radical hope. And I do believe that our leadership right now is required more than ever, where in our conversations, in social media, everywhere, where there's panic, there has to be calm. Mm. Where there's anxiety, we radiate peace. Where there is stress, we radiate that profound um, joy in the uncertainty, right? But that all sounds great. And to me, Mm-hmm. The question really is, how do we become that woman? Because there's no doubt in my mind that that's what the world needs and darkness is light. The problem with darkness is not darkness. Mm-hmm. It's lack of light. And I think it was women. To me, it's, you know, I really had to ask myself, Maddie, January, what is this going to require of you to be that light when you feel like, how do you take care of seven children? How do you homeschool? How do you run a whole business of operations where you're, you know, you're coaching thousands of women? that you're leading hundreds of coaches, like, how do I do this? You know, and homeschool and, you know, and, and then what do you do with the financial crisis? Yeah. You know? And so to me, it was a real, and I really had to, I give myself permission and that's the word we use is permission to recalibrate. And so I realized, you know, Maddie, more than ever, we need to regroup our formation. And what I mean by that is how do we go back into training because right now we're going to war and what that war looks like is a war of uncertainty. It's that war of external chaos right now. And so the woman that actually has to prepare is to, you know, that's going to be prepared to be battling. That's going to remain hopeful and joyful requires a lot of training because the greatest poverty that I'm Mm. seeing right now is the poverty of the mind. There's no peace in a world of chaos and and Mm. it's accepted that we're, you know, 70% of Americans are stressed. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, there's an epidemic of depression. Anxiety is a number one leading cause. You know, drug is a 2.7 billion dollar industry. One out of every 60 seconds, a woman dies of eating disorder. I mean, we are in a mental battle. Yes. And now it just got really supercharged. And the media fuels it. You know, yes. the media for worse. Media, yes. And so more than ever, I think we need to get back into the basic of growth. What I mean by that is training. We need, we need to be training our mind. I tell women, I said, if you're not studying how your mind works, understanding actually how neurologically what anxiety fear does in your mind, we're going to get pummeled. Mm-hmm. So we need to understand how our mind works, the science behind it that actually gives us hope into replacing because anxiety, stress, doubt, they're actually habitual patterns that are wired in our brain. Mm-hmm. So people will say, I want to get rid of it. And, you know, I don't want to be anxious anymore. I'm like, you actually have to rewire your brain. Wow. Yeah. Literally. Responses that you have. Yeah. Because like I, I learned that this was a pen because for repetition. And when I was a young child, repeatedly, somebody told me this pen. So if somebody said, January, that's a cup. I'm going to say, no, that's not a cup. You're crazy. It's a pen. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I tell women we need to get rid of self-doubt, they're going to like, that sounds great. But Self-doubt was neurologically wired. Mm -hmm. Even if I want to, I can't. Fear is a muscle that was neurologically wired. So right now, more than ever, there's a rewiring of the brain that needs to happen. There's a rewiring of the brain. So what I tell women is more than ever, there has to be a mindset shift and training. 
Okay. Because we need to be able to not just have calm days, bad days, good days. What we need right now is consistency. Mm -hmm. There's a consistent peace. And I think that's what the light is. That when everyone is panicked, there is that walking peace. And more than mm -hmm. ever, our children needs to inhale that. Yes. And we spoke about this earlier this week too. I think in these moments, we think who in my life will inspire me and hold my hand and support me. And I do see that that is a positive thing that's coming out of this. The online world that you and I both are connected with, um, there's a lot of people that can tap in and say, this is my moment to, you right. know, connect with, you know, the woman's school or, you know, with my life design course. And just um, having these opportunities, people are, are going to actually create new positive patterns for themselves. Well, I think there's, it's almost like forced space for processing. Yeah. So I think, and that's what I kept thinking. You're choosing your community, right? Like the community oh. you had was taken away, but now you say, okay, who are my community? Who is going to get me through this time? Yeah. And I think there's a forced pondering because right now we actually have to really rethink. So that's why I think studies mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, I always think that moms, we just think that, you know, s s you know, I, I, you know, when they always say this mommy brain and I said, why should yeah. you accept that the mommy brain is a lesser brain? Mm -hmm. Isn't it possible that mothers need to make a habit of study as a daily practice in order to be able to give to their children? Because otherwise, how do we give when we have nothing to give? Wow. Receptivity becomes how we fill our cups so that contribution and generosity becomes the, the breath of life that we do. And so what I'm seeing right now is that mothers are giving for an empty cup because they're not receiving. Mm -hmm. And what does receptivity look like? It looks a lot like study. It looks a lot like mindset training. It looks a lot like emotional command. It looks like understanding how our mind, body, spirit works. And this is where burnout comes. Yeah. Because I don't think we understand the integrated woman. We need to understand how connected our, our, our thoughts to our emotion. If you look under a microscope, you can see that when we're, when we're worried, when we're ruminating negative thoughts, our emotions you know, actually start to, our blood pressure goes up. It affects our body. And that affects our ability to pray or receive or give. Mm -hmm. Stress hijacks our capacity to be generous. So true. And so now I think we have a, a, a duty to train our mindset, expand our skill set. I mean, our skills. This is why I tell women, I said, who's training us to be mothers? I mean, mm -hmm. you walk into, you know, you were working and you had a baby, but it, there's no school, Maddie. No, you know? definitely not. No, I mean, like, this is why there's just a lot of confusing messages out there. And, yeah. and it's like a little bit of here. And I call, it's like dabbling. Oh yeah, here's a little bit of this. And here's a blog here. And I'm like, here, I'm like, no, there isn't a place that's cohesive and comprehensive and practical. Where we can actually learn how to be human so that we can build a life around being human first before we try to build a business or motherhood or friendship. I'm like, there's basic human skill set. Mm. necessary to thrive. That's why we're just in survival. Right? I mean, yes. boundaries is basic. You know, like a lot of times, you know, when we give women, you know, these skills, it comes with scripts. Because I can, I, I mean, I've had women who said, Junior, I've read hundreds of boundary books and I don't know how to get boundaries. I'm like, I know. Because yes. it actually, you need a script. You need to know exactly what to say without guilt or shame and how mm -hmm. to say no in freedom and peace and knowing the order in the integrity of your whole entire woman life, not just kind of like your career, right? And know mm -hmm. that how you do anything is how you do everything. Everything gets affected. We're not like this, like, you know, um, 
chopped up little pieces. Mm-hmm. Right? Like here's my career and here's my, my, you know, and here's my mental life and here's my exercise. And you know that, that the most important part about health is our mental health. It's not disconnected. Yes. Absolutely. You know, and I tell my children, I'm like, well, because right now I'm giving them scripts to make sure that they're not having negative conversations, you know, and, and we really, and, 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 you know, we, I hold them accountable because Maddie, more mm-hmm. than ever, we need to create a culture of hope and joy in our homes. And if they're worried and thinking and the conversation they're perpetuating with siblings, it's like, oh mom, what if there's this? And what if it's this? I'm like, well, what if it was the best case scenario? Right. And I tell them, I'm like, well, that negative thought just lowered your immune system, which makes you susceptible. So you better flip that. <laughs> Fear mongering, you know. <laughs> this is the whole package. This it's is so, it. Like self care is your survival kit right now. No, but it, but it's it's true, and I and I do think yeah. that you know that so much of the poverty right now is a mental poverty. You can have mm. all the health, good, yummy vitamins. Yeah. You know, this is why the biggest cause of cancer, scientifically all across the board, is stress. Mm. I mean, what does that tell us? Right that our thoughts actually cause inflammation, negative thoughts. Absolutely. So, you know, self-care and what do we do? I think we need to recalibrate how we build a routine around study, around prayer, around mm-hmm. walk into our homes and calm. I think right now it's like I was doing a training on how to actually build a routine, knowing we're mm-hmm. homeschooling our kids. And I'm like, it's real. You know, I was yeah. doing building a routine on real time. I'm like, we can't make it complicated. You have to do it in five minutes. Right. Wow. Because we, sometimes, because nobody taught us, like I was never taught to build a routine, you know, in high school and I learned it in college and it was drilled in me. Like I actually could, my, I had to rewrite my routine every single day in college mm. on a piece of paper. And so it was sort of, and, and I, most of us are not trained. I just so happened to have a really great mentor who drilled it in me, but right now it's back to the routine. Yeah. Um, where to be flexible and forgiving of things going wrong off you know and where to kind of hold and say no this needs to happen every day because yeah absolutely we all need those those markers to keep us feeling normal and And I think language is important Maddie because I think you know most of us don't know why we're feeling or what it is you know and I think giving language to the battle is important you know, like firm and fluid is one of the things we talk about in the woman's school. I'm like, we have to be firm in our ability to create order, but fluid in the fact that we could be changed at any given moment and be completely at peace mm-hmm. with it. Yes. You know, because right now we're in that season, you know, and so, um, can you I love that. It sounds like a lot of great, I mean, all the vocabulary that you shared just now is, it's all vocabulary for a, a mindset that's truly caring for self and caring for others. So it starts with us. And I think even just being able to have a more positive and clear vocabulary in these times is so needed. I think that's where I see where the battle is because words become flesh. Yeah. And so words become language for our, the way we actually see the world, Mm -hmm. you know, and we say, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I mean, I, you know, there's a legal word, so we don't allow in the women's school and in my home and words that we use because they shape our perspective mm. so hard. And I tell my kids when they start to say that, I'm like, well, no wonder it's hard. Can you find another word mm. that's going to make it, you know, and, and there's real things that are challenging, but how we see things shapes our capacity to actually see if we're going to, you know, bridge ourselves through it. I, and I think that's what we need right now is that, that you know, our, our, a real uh, mindset shift 
rebuild a routine, create a new language for mm. this battle. And I think more than ever, go back to the basic of connection. Because I think right now we have forced family time. <laughs> we have forced, yeah. I mean, and you know, it's well, a- I'd love to hear from you. Like what are two or three things that are just essential for you in your day to allow you to be at your best self? Like, you know, if you're willing to share, what are some of those things that are like negotiable when you are? So to me, what gives me optimal is rising before my world rises at home. So it's preparation, yeah. which is prayer, planning, and time to journal in the morning and study. Like that has mm-hmm. been, um, and there's seasons in my life where I'm pregnant or nursing that, you know, I can't, but that's like my go-to. I mean, Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's essential, especially now. I mean, to a point where I am one month into postpartum and I'm getting up at five and six in the morning. Like, it's a training to me that if I don't, I know I will walk into places I don't want to walk into. Got it. Because wow. I, think I know the capacity of uh, the strength of prayer and, and, and study and just that time of prepare, preparation is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me is, I think, eating healthy. Um, and what I mean by that is um, a lot of hydration. <laughs> I drink a ton of water. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love it. Uh, I think about 10 hours. Yeah, it's, uh, um, but no um, MSG and no toxicness because it really clouds my thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, food affects our mental state. So just keeping it very clean, especially at home mm-hmm. right now, especially trying to stay healthy. Um, I'm actually sleeping more than I should because I feel like it's what we can sustain ourselves from being, you know, we're susceptible when we don't get sleep, you know? Yeah. Um, and then um, I would say just doing work that I love. Okay. You know, and I think that's, we, uh, women need to do work that they love, that they're, that is beautiful. what we're called to do. So whatever that would be, it could be like a little crochet thing. It could be, you know, um, but just like even 15 or 20 minutes. I mean, for me, I get the privilege to do the work yeah. that I love kind of hours on out, but I love it. I mean, I, you know, but I think yeah. that is so carving out that time is key. Yes. And a lot of women are going to explore that right now in this moment and say, look, if we only have a few months left on this, you know, you know, people look at things differently now, not at all to be dire, but to say, look, the world doesn't look anything like it did. And how, what am I going to do to bring myself more fulfillment and bring, I think the world more fulfillment because when you're using your time and talent, it ripples and benefits. Yeah, that's where the fulfillment comes. I think fulfillment can only come from generosity and not achievement. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the language is, you know, it's like we're trying to achieve all these career stuff, but without mm-hmm. generosity and understanding the connection, it becomes, it becomes a fulfilling no matter how much money we make or no matter what yeah. PhD or no matter. And that's, I think, part of the false expectation that the world hasn't given us language for. Yeah. We outline that in the women's school so intentionally uh, become a woman of distinction. You have to create distinctions now more than ever, Maddie. Mm. You know, and so anyways, that's kind of a, a tangent. But what about you? Just, you know, we can wrap yeah. up with your, how are you just like three things that you're dealing with today? No, that's helpful. Like I, I just was thinking about that because I tend to just wake up now. I wake up earlier. Just there's more on my mind. And I think if I can, you know, um, give myself a few more tools and things to do in the mornings you know, and using, and many people are staying up late, but not for good reason. It's in the news or being in panic. So I think what you're saying about sleep is like, you know, that is the best choice. You know, if it's going to be stay up and read the news for an hour or go to sleep, sleep, (laughs) that's the, that's the self-care choice. Um, for me, it's definitely getting out and moving every day. I'm 
I need that. Um, I, there's, you know, gyms are closed, but we all have our own, most of us have full capacity to get out and walk and for mental health, you know, fresh air, time in nature, um, wherever you are, even if you're in a city, you can find a way to get that rejuvenation and it's completely essential in this, in this moment, I think. So every day the kids know it's on our schedule. It's like, we're getting out, we're doing things. We, if it's raining, we might do yoga inside, but a hundred percent moving and, you know, rewiring our, our bodies and our patterns that way too, you know? Yeah. That's so needed, especially now just cabin fever <laughs> and it's cold yeah. where you are, right? You're in Connecticut. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get out and get some fresh air and, um, it does change your, your perspective pretty quickly. You know? Yeah. It's just a shift of, of kind of, um, um, what is it called? Scenario. Oh. Scenery. <laughs> Scenery, that's what I'm saying. Yes, and like seeing signs of spring, obviously you're seeing that too. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day we planted seeds just indoors, but we planted our seeds for our homeschool science class and we're going to have a garden and just something like that just to me was like, it's such an act of hope, yeah. but we have to make those acts of hope every single day and you have to be focused on what is coming that's positive. Yeah, I think hope is the word for us and I think hope is what hope and light, what keeps coming out to me. And I think that I said, hope requires training. <laughs> That's what I tell women. I mean, the women like, it sounds great, but hope requires training. It requires a huge yeah. amount of skill set. So, you know, I think that we're, um, we're walking into a new world and I think it requires a new birth. And so it's exciting. And I keep telling, you know, myself and the ladies, this is a birth of a new you. Mm-hmm. you know, and you can choose how you're going to respond in the season, are you going to lead? Are you going to get pummeled? You know? And so I think that's why we leave, you know, the ladies right now as they're listening to us and we're, you know, it's like doing the best we can to be able to lead the charge in this next sort of season because we're probably in it for the long haul. Thank you. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. And till the next conversation, I'm grateful for you and for taking in time today. Um, and to all the viewers out there, hope. That's what I think the mission is for the next um, wave and the next new world. I keep saying new world. We should encourage a hashtag acts of hope. I was thinking about that. I want to encourage everyone to share acts of hope. If you're on social media. I've been using be a woman of hope. Yes. That one, that one would be great. I'm going to know. I think anything like that. Yep. So awesome. We're going to wrap it up and till the next conversation. Thank you. 